0: Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And joining me today is uh, he's been here before, but this this time he is he is released uh, of from the burden of, of doing uh, Survivor Talk. He's just <laughs> here as a music fan. He's a big Rolling Stones guy. Uh, if I remember correctly, he was in the front row once yeah. for the Stones. Best show ever. Uh, this is David Wright. How you doing, David? Great. Thanks for having me back. This is going to be fun. Yeah, this will be fun. And, we'll, and I'll have you back again after this.
1: Okay. Doesn't it Stones, right, doesn't right. have to be Stones. All right. We'll just figure out
0: what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm, I'm on board. So I've been doing... Uh, I did Rolling Stones in the sixties. I did it in the seventies. I did it in the eighties with my my uh, my good friend Mike Siegel, who's a, one of my rotating co hosts here. And then when I got into the nineties, he's like, I, "I just here's I just that's not my thing." He's like, "I can't, man." Yeah, he's just, like, yeah, he's <laughs> like. So literally, I was like. Once I, the last time you were here, and I thought, oh, David would do that. I'm yeah, sure, you know.
1: I mean, I th- I get what he's saying. I mean, like when you just look at sixty-eight to seventy-two, that mm-hmm. period of time with the Stones is just so rich with just such great yeah. Stones music, and then to like you know compare that to like you know uh, Voodoo Lounge or whatever, yeah. Yeah, it's it's different. But but, but what's fu-
0: what's funny is preparing this episode.
1: I I love
0: this stuff. I I do too. That's I what, really I mean, love yeah. it. I mean, look, can you are you going to compare this to Sticky Fingers? No, you're not. No. But I do get just as much of enjoyment out of it. I do too. I, I really, I, I love
1: it. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And uh, I always find like every release that they've done in the you know, 90s on, there's there's always some nuggets you can pull Exa- out. Of. Yes,
0: true, true, true. And hopefully those are the ones we pulled out. Yeah, I hope so. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so what's going on? You're writing on a Star Trek animated show.
1: That's right, Star Trek Lower Decks. It's for uh, CBS All Access, but has not premiered yet. It won't right. premiere until next year. We don't actually have a premiere date yet. Okay. But. But yeah, everything's but very going exciting. well. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. It's like, it's so much fun. It's a dream come true to to work on a Star Trek show. And the, and the showrunner is this guy, Mike McMahon, who was running Rick and Morty. He's brilliantly mm-hmm. funny. And uh, it's it's fantastic.
0: Do you have any idea what the animation style is going to look like? Is it going to be like Rick and Morty animation?
1: Uh, it'll probably look similar to that. We actually mm-hmm. have not yet seen a uh, color, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think you, it'll look in the neighborhood mm-hmm. of
0: that. Have you seen the star Trek animated series from, uh, the seventies when I, the original cast did the voices? I have.
1: Yeah. It's no, kind of cool. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. We actually, yeah. uh, we watched a bunch, uh, before you know, the show started and, uh, no, it's so funny. I used to watch it as a kid so yeah, and I'm yeah. like having flashbacks. Like, wow, I remember the last time I saw this was in the seventies in the seventies. Yeah. yeah. That's right. yeah. yeah, crazy.
0: The, um, are, are you are you trying to like maybe sneak uh, your voice into any of these episodes? Is oh, that a possibility?
1: No, no. I mean, as a joke, I did that I, with my boss. Like we were looking to cast this one role, and I just threw out this lame uh, voice on per- yeah, as a joke. But uh, no, I'm not actually looking to get in front of a microphone too much. Is um, and it's it's a comedy. It is, it is. It's an adult comedy, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. It's the first, uh, as you said, it's the first time Star Trek's done uh, return to animation, like since the seventies. And it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great. We can tell like these adult stories and, and jokes. And I I think like people are going to really respond to this. It's like, got like an upstairs, downstairs conceit, um, with the bridge crew in the, in the lower decks. And I, I just, I cannot wait for it to come out and people get a chance to see it.
0: Yeah. That's, it's exciting. I, and I saw you, you and, um, one of your, uh, co-writers were at a Star Trek convention. You guys are in full, uh, Garb,
1: yeah, that's uh, actually there that was John Cochran, Yeah, we were wearing uh, our Starfleet uniforms, uh, one pip because we were ensigns. And uh, actually, I ran into uh, and John- you. You own that costume? I do. I do own that costume. I could, it I should have brought it. It looked pretty legit. <laughs> it is legit. Well, it's just a top, and I just wore black pants with yeah. it, so it looks like it's a full uniform. But yeah, it's funny. Uh, we saw Jonathan Frakes in Vegas, and he commented, he's like, uh, "You could have been any rank you, you uh, wanted. <laughs> and you chose ensign, you know." Did you? But, and then did you pull him aside and go, "We write on this animated star trek no, show he knows he, knows. Oh, he does know. <laughs> yeah he knows yeah how does he know that well i mean like it was a star trek convention and so like you know oh, everybody okay. knows what everybody's doing over there and yeah he's, did, he's sweet guy great since you're in the
0: behind the scenes star trek family now did you get access that you wouldn't have normally had at that convention
1: yeah i mean oh my god like yeah we got lots of access and it, it was just trippy and it's like went all it mm-hmm. went by all so you know, fast but um yeah, it's uh, it was really cool. There was Quarks Bar, there was uh, there's a the Picard Museum. Yeah. <laughs> it was
0: really cool. So you're a fan, so you're a fan, but you're also writing on a Star Trek property. Mm-hmm. So how do you juggle that? Like you see Jonathan Frakes and you don't want to fanboy out Because you're a writer I'm a professional person I know So how do you handle that?
1: I just pretend It's just like an out-of-body experience You just kind of pretend uh, That, you know, it's it's not happening Or that it's happening to somebody yeah. else I mean, that's when, when I first met Patrick Stewart it was Before I got this gig uh, that was like okay. This just calm down. It's it's okay. It's okay. Don't make a fool of yourself. Uh, so I've gotten a little more used to it. But yeah. yeah, it is hard not to just completely fanboy out. Yeah,
0: I feel like I need to sign up. Well, I'll definitely sign up before your show airs. But I really feel like I need to sign up and see this Picard show.
1: Oh, I cannot wait for that. That's going to be fa- and I don't know anything about it. I don't other know anything about the trailer. It. And yeah, but but I mean, it's pretty. It, it's amazing it that it's even great. happening. And it's like Patrick Stewart is just so wicked talented. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to He's see great. Like, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be good.
0: I, I think it and a lot of the uh next generation cast are coming back. Now, I never even watched the next generation. Oh, no way. But uh but I did see but I went and saw all the movies. So I okay. didn't know the characters and everything but yeah i, I just well, uh, i just never watched the original show
1: if you ever i can like you not here right now but whenever you want like 10 episodes of tng to watch i can recommend like the all
0: right. ten best. cool tng uh that means uh, the next generation yeah exactly that's what they, they say on the message boards yes right? yeah the star trek that's boards. right all right well this is cool uh i just wanted to give uh, people a little heads up again of what you're doing now and uh And all that good stuff. So thank you for coming back here. Rolling Stones, it's your favorite band, right? Number
1: one? 100%, although I'm ashamed to admit that when they were here in L.A., this last go-round for the No Filter Tour, I did not attend. You went, right? I didn't go because
0: what? Because they canceled, and then when they rescheduled, I was at my nephew's wedding in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, oh, bummer. Okay. But the Rose
0: Bowl doesn't interest me. It doesn't me either. It's just too big. I mean, Dodger Stadium's bad enough, but then the Rose Bowl, it's just... And getting in and out of there, yeah. even if
1: you lift your Uber, it's a disaster. I agree. I think like, I mean, I saw when I saw them front row I was at the Staples, and even that's kind of too big. But like, yeah, but
0: not front row, front, no, front row, front anywhere. It's too big. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I was. I'm really sorry that I missed them, and now I'm like, well, they better tour again. I hope they do. I mean, they're so they're getting up there, man. I that's know. Like, maybe they'll do. A, maybe
0: they'll do a Vegas residency. That would be unbelievable. Yeah. I would love that. I don't think. And then I would go. I would travel. Yeah. I would fly to Vegas to see that.
1: You know, I mean, they could probably work it out. For tax purposes, I know that they can't be in the United States for too long. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, They because they, they're corporations now, basically, and okay. so they have to, like, spend so much... Like, it's for tax I mean, do they have to stuff. really worry about... How I mean, ma- how you know much I mean? money do you need?
0: How much money do you how need, and money. if you're paying... Yeah. Oh.
1: I think it's it's just, like, an ego thing there. It's like, yeah. you can't spend it, but you want to say, well, I got this much. You know? Yeah. And I, the tickets for this last tour were crazy expensive.
0: That's another thing that keep. I mean, when they were at the Staples Center last time... We went down to try to get tickets like the day of and stuff, and they were just, they were just too much. I yeah. just can't. I mean, I can't spend that much.
1: Obviously, inflation being what it is. Uh, but my my aunt, I think, showed me a Stones ticket from the Some Girls tour in '78, and I think the ticket price was something like twenty or twenty-five bucks. I know. I have <laughs> I have tickets
0: from. One. Uh, I started going to concerts in '79, '80, and yeah, the tickets were like nine fifty, twelve fifty. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> That's crazy. The, the, the infl- they have tickets have gone up a thousand percent.
1: Oh yeah, it, it, like literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, luckily, you know, I don't have to pay for a lot of tickets because I write reviews for this website. But um, but you, you know, I, I don't to find a contact at the Stones organization is impossible to even, yeah. you know, so what are you going to do? No, I know. Next time. I just <laughs> yeah. keep saying, I did see them once. I saw them on the bigger bang tour at Dodger stadium. Cool. Um, so if I never get to see them again, I, I have seen them and it was great, but I would like to see them again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're great. They're yeah.
0: awesome. Going to go see the who at the Hollywood bowl in a couple weeks. That's so cool. Yeah, oh man. They're going to play. I think they're doing, yeah, they're doing Tommy, I think really with an orchestra. Yeah. That's
1: great. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um didn't, like, uh, Pete Townsend injure himself recently or something? Or? Mm, well, they're old, so they probably yeah. stepped off the curb wrong. Or <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did he? I didn't hear that. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe not. I, I don't think not. of an old
0: injury, but yeah. <laughs> well, any injury they have is an old injury. Yeah, you're right at this point. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We're going to jump into 90s and beyond. That's a 29-year period. It's crazy. It's awesome. It's a great period. Um, you threw in some of the live albums, which was fine. Is
1: that, okay, I didn't know if that was oh, cheating. It's All fine, right. it's
0: not cheating, it's fine.
1: Yeah, so uh, in that way I was able to reach back to a Stone Song from the 60s, you know? Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, and,
0: and I was not familiar, this is from the Flashpoint uh, live CD that came out in 1991. Uh, I have one of the studio tracks, but you're going to kick it off with... Uh, with this live track, tell us what the live track is. It's
1: called "Factory Girl." It's from uh, "Beggars Banquet," which uh, you know. I, I believe this tour, this is Steel Wheels' uh, Urban Jungle tour. Yes. I think is the only tour where they actually performed this song ever, like wow. before or after. And yeah, and I love this song, and it's great. I think I don't know if we'll hear it in here, but on the CD when you listen to it, uh, Mick Jagger forgets what album it's off of, and Bill Wyman has to remind him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um, when this uh, in 1991, when this album came out, I was not. Familiar with all of the 60s albums. I knew the hits. So for me, this was like a brand new song. Yeah. And I loved it. Oh, good. So here we go Factory Girl Live from Flashpoint. Like they should be able to throw a song a deep 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 album cut like this in every tour.
1: I think they try, but also Mick Jagger, you know, he's wary of going too deep because he feels like people are there just to hear the hits. But oh by the way, I should also mention this is the first tour I saw. This is what turned me on to the Stones was this tour where we were just listening this to this was there. a big tour. Huge, yeah, cause cause it they was,
0: they were kind of inactive after they didn't tour with dirty work and Keith and Mick were not getting along. Yeah.
1: in world war three as Keith yeah. Richards described. And it. then
0: this is where now they seem like they're in sync now. For, well, either for the money or for show, but it, yeah. you know, they've done a
1: lot of stuff. Well, the relationship survived Keith Richards autobiography where he talked about Mick Jagger's quote unquote, tiny Dodger. Uh, that was a little bit of a hurdle to get over, but yeah. yeah, they're friends again, I guess.
0: And Mick, Mick started to write his book and then, and then gave the money back. Said, "You know what? I I don't I don't remember some stuff.
1: I can't." Yeah, and I think that was the '80s. Yeah, before like anybody was really writing rock so autobiography. There might not be a Mick autobiography ever. And I think it's just really because he's so politic and like wanting to project not maybe the truth, but what he wants you to think is yes. the truth. And that's going to be a really uninteresting story. It is. Yeah,
0: and uh, I love that he couldn't remember anything, but Keith could. Yeah, he could remember almost 600 pages worth of stuff
1: It's probably about uh, eight heroin years In the 70s that he doesn't remember <laughs> But there's records
0: uh, So this album had uh, two studio tracks One I think is abysmal It's called Sex Drive <laughs> But uh, this one they released as a single And I do like this one, this is High Wire We sell
2: them missiles We sell them tanks We give them credit the business you compare as a crew You love these toys just-
0: About that song,
1: I love it. Actually, a little history of that song. It was uh, it, the Stones rarely got political, but that's obviously very outright political, mm-hmm. and that was uh, in response to the Persian Gulf War. Uh, before there was ever an Iraq War, there right. was the Persian Gulf War, and uh, yeah, that also, you can hear the roots of Honky uh, tonk women in that with the open G, uh, yeah. you know. But I love that song. There's, was,
0: on, there's only so. Do you play guitar? Because you know this, you, you just threw out there an open G.
1: Yeah, and I play guitar, and, and only because of Keith Richards. Because I saw them in, at the opening concert in, uh, for the Steel Wars tour in Philadelphia, and I'm like, I want to do this, you know. And then I picked up the <laughs> guitar and took lessons, and yeah, because Keith Richards and, it's led, me, led me down that path. There you go. Uh, but I should say this is the last. That was the last track, I believe, to feature Bill Wyman on bass. Yeah,
0: the last studio track. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Because then, uh, then, then he he goes and he quit. then quit. They- they uh, isn't that amazing? Like Bill Wyman retired twenty nine years ago, uh-huh. and he probably thought uh, these the boys yeah. have about another five years, it's ten maybe. Crazy. He hasn't yeah. been there for twenty nine years.
1: I think he thought. In fact, I just watched the Quiet One, which is the documentary. I that, haven't seen uh, that yet. Yeah. I need to
0: watch it. Where, where is it? What? Where can I watch that? I so I, I bought
1: know. it on iTunes. I think. Oh okay. Cool. Uh, so yeah. Um, but um, it's I'm gonna be honest, it's not a great documentary. Uh, <laughs> but. The last 10 minutes, I would say just uh, download it, rent it, whatever, watch the last 10 minutes because it's the best part of the movie but i but in the documentary i believe he talks that he thought that the steel wheels tour was going to be their last hurrah and
0: little no, did he know not even close yeah. what is um they're touring right now yeah it's nuts <laughs> uh 30 years later there's touring
1: yeah. what does bill wyman
0: look like now
1: you know what he doesn't look bad I mean, he's actually the oldest stone but yeah. he doesn't he doesn't look bad but a
0: lot of times when when someone leaves a band and then they're out of the limelight they just the looks go cuz they don't maintain anything because they're not yeah, I mean, in that Eagles documentary, the guys that left the Eagles look
1: horrible. I know, I know. Although you know what, we got a David Crosby documentary coming out, right? And he just never looked good, did he? No.
0: <laughs> but uh, but it's always David Crosby, the hair and the mustache, and, and it's true he still looks like David Crosby. Do you uh, do you follow him on Twitter?
1: I don't. Is he great? It's the best. Really? I because sometimes
0: uh, people would just ask him questions and he'll answer it. Oh, and he'll just answer it brutally honest.
1: Wow, you know, like listen,
0: like I'll just make up a question. Like he'll, you know, they'll say like, uh, "Are you a Yes fan?" And he'll go, "Nope, never."
1: (laughs) Just stuff like that. Yeah, prog rock, not his thing. No, yeah, I love Yes, by the way. But he won't
0: won't even say, "Not my thing." He'll go, "Nope, don't get it. Yeah, like it. You suck." Yeah, (laughs) Uh,
1: and this was answering answering John Anderson's question, right? (laughs) Right,
0: right to his face. Uh, Okay, let's jump into the next thing that comes out. Stones related is in 1992. Keith Richards releases his second solo album, his first solo album. People loved it. Talk, Talk is, is cheap. cheap. Yeah. And uh, I like all three of the Keith solo albums. I do albums. too. They're I think they're solid. fantastic. Yeah, they're and really I think
1: good. some of them hold up better against some of the Stones albums that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, this period
0: yeah. And this one was uh, produced by Keith and Steve Jordan and Wadi Wachtel. It's called Main Offender. And what's your first track,
1: David? Uh, That will be... um, Sorry, that's on my other page here. Sorry for the delay. That's okay. No delay. Um, I think we're going to do Running Too Deep. All right. Let's hear it.
0: Snare yeah. sound so, on these albums. He's great. Yeah, he's great. It's so good.
1: So funny. Mick Jagger listened to Keith Richards' first uh, studio, um, as you said, solo album uh, is cheap as you said, and uh, Mick Jagger's comment was, uh, "The drums are mixed too loud." <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, Steve Jordan was a producer on it, so you know, yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna Maybe put are. yourself up a little. And
0: now on that song, especially Keith's voice is way down in the mix. Yeah, yeah, but that's not the. That's not how the whole album is, but on that song specifically. Yeah.
1: And that's um, it's a very simple song musically, but to get it to sound that good is mm-hmm. infinitely impossible. <laughs> There's just so much subtlety in his playing.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, I went with my first track from Main Offender is Wicked As It Seems. Great song. Uh, one of the singles, I believe. It's
1: as wicked
3: as it seems.
0: It takes them to record a Keith Richards solo album. I wonder if it's a quick turnaround.
1: Well, you know, I know for the last one, the Cross Eyed Heart, it was over the, the period of years. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I'm, I'm probably for Talk is Cheap, it was very quick. Um, probably mm-hmm. for Man Offender as well, because he, he knew that the stones were alive again. Oh, I got to squeeze this in. Yeah. But, you know, it's great about that, that entry there, um, wicked as it seems. So that's 1992 Then two years later They released uh, Voodoo Lounge With the single Love is Strong Yeah And that's the riff That Keith Richards Repurposed from Wicked Yes as it seems. It's almost the same song
0: <laughs> Let's uh, Just because you brought it up
2: A glimpse of you Was all it took A stranger's glance It got me hooked I'll you Across the stars.
0: Great song. Yeah, it is. They're such both great. Such a great song. <laughs> All right. Your second song off of Main Offender is Eileen. Such a good song. Yeah.
1: They are. The I expensive mean,
0: expensive winos. Is yeah,
1: Waddy Wachtel. I just saw um, an old clip of uh, Linda Ronstadt, and he was uh, her backing band for one tour, at least. And it's like that guy's been around forever. Yeah, yeah, I
0: saw him when I saw James Taylor on tour in '81. He was uh, with James Taylor. He's great. Yeah,
1: fantastic. And by the way, and he's I've seen old. him with
0: Stevie Nicks many times. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, totally. He's like her band leader. And
1: That's talk right. about you're talking about this. You know, you have people when they uh, retire, their, their looks change. That guy's never retired, and I don't think his looks has changed since the '70s at all. Now let's see. We, and let's see how old that guy is. I'll like bet he's. That. Oh God, he's seventy-two. Seventy-two. I did not realize he was that old.
0: Seventy-two years old. He's great. Yeah, just turned seventy two in May. Wow! Yeah, and he's still got the hair. He yeah, looks the same. He, he, does, he looks, looks the same. Basically
1: the same. Yeah, and he's fit. Yeah, <laughs> That's
0: crazy. <he> is. <laughs> you keep your hair and that rock star thin, yeah. and you'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. Like if Mick Jagger was bald and
1: fat, it would look that bad. Would not work. You know the um, who's the lead singer of the Cure? I'm blanking on his name.
0: Uh, I just saw the Cure uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, Robert Smith. Robert Smith. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he looks bad.
0: Right, I think he he I think he slimmed down a little bit. Okay. since but he because he still throws the lipstick and the makeup right. on. Right, but uh, <laughs> but he sounded amazing. Oh, cool,
1: yeah. I mean they're great. He sounded exactly the same. Yeah, that's good.
0: Uh, okay, my the last song from Main Offender, the one that I have picked is Nine Nine Nine.
1: Oh, great one. That's I love the guitar on that. Yeah. It's so mean. <laughs> it is. It's,
0: cr- it's crunchy and
1: yeah. evil and mean. It's going to tell you what's on its mind.
0: <laughs> so while, uh, while Keith's recording this, I guess Mick is recording his 1993 release, Wandering Spirit, and he has uh, Rick Rubin is uh, producing that.
1: Rick Rubin uh, said this uh, Mick Jagger's the worst person he ever worked with in, in wow. producing. <laughs> Yeah. why is because he's so such a control freak? I think that's it. Yeah, he didn't like let because what Rick Rubin is so great at is like taking what is great about an artist yeah. and making them do that. Like yeah. he did that with Neil Diamond and so many others and uh and I think Mick Jagger's just so resistant to like being yeah. like, you know, reduced to whatever Rick Rubin thinks he is.
0: Yeah, like Rick Rubin told Neil Diamond, he goes, "I want you playing the guitar and singing at the same time." Yeah, that's when you are Neil Diamond, the, the singer songwriter <laughs> yeah. that you have always been. Yeah. And um, there's a definitely a different vocal performance that Neil gives when he's playing and singing at the same time. For sure. Yeah. And you know, when you when you would go to see Neil Diamond when he was still touring, he rarely, in the later years, played guitar on oh, stage. He would he's, just wear
1: sequins and yeah, like fancy. <laughs> yeah, very.
0: Uh, this album Was talked about I think on one of Within our first Ten episodes We did an episode Called The Greatest Albums You've Never Heard Because I think This is so good Oh it's solid Yeah, I love it so much yeah. So that's uh, shocking That That he didn't like Working with Mick No
1: rhythmic. I think the same Dad. Despite the uh, the troubles It's a great album
0: Yeah and it did It went gold And that's Pretty good for, oh, a, for a solo album.
1: I would say also it's Mick Jagger's best solo album. It is Mick Jagger's best
0: solo yeah. album. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. And I, I love it to this day. So what's the um,
1: what's the first song? Uh, we're gonna you do you got? "Don't Tear Me Up." Yeah, so good. Yeah. It
2: was love in a minute. It was love in a flash. Things are no pleasure. But a stab in the back no comfort, bring me no peace It's a weight on my shoulder, it's a fatal disease So don't tear me up I don't ever want to see your picture again And don't poison my blood The
0: story I always tell about this album is, when, uh, when this album came out, I was on the road doing stand-up comedy, and uh, whenever you, when you were at a club for a week, you would usually do morning radio. I was the feature act, so me and the headliner went in, you know, and you did morning radio, and then when you were done, they, the DJs, they would take you to the prize closet, where uh, you could take see, free CDs. That's great. And this album hadn't been released yet. Oh, wow. And it was in the prize closet. That's awesome. And I'm like, what? And I pick it up. And it's the official release. It wasn't a promo or oh. anything. And I said, uh, I go, can I, can I take this? Please. And the guy goes, you can take anything. I was like, what? I literally think I had it three weeks before it came <laughs> out. And awesome. I was like, S-
1: this is so great. Yeah. I actually got to listen to um, uh, Bridges to Babylon uh, before it came out, like a month before it came out, oh, on, so on the good. cassette, anyway. So um,
0: when stuff like that, I love stuff like that,
1: yeah, you know why I think this album is so good is that he it's Mick Jagger making a Stones album rather mm-hmm. than Mick Jagger making a Mick Jagger album. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. this is um, and there's tons of guest stars on this album all over the place. We got Flea, Jim Keltner, Lenny Kravitz, Brendan O'Brien, Billy Preston, Ben uh, Montench Just yeah, tons of people fantastic. Uh, I think this is the first I think this is this how the album opens? What's the first track? is I gonna play that one? Yeah. This is the one that kicks off the album. This is Wired All Night. Nice.
2: You go squeezing your dress. and go going strap on your boots. I'm going to sharpen my nails. I'm frimp, I real cute. I'm going to smoke up a storm. with us the end to the night. I'm getting ready to burn. I'm getting ready to fly. I said, hey, are you shooting to kill?
0: Fourteen songs and Mick wrote eight of them by himself.
1: It's awesome, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's pretty amazing. It's great. Uh, that's a great song too. Ah, uh, wish he still did that.
0: <laughs> I know. I wonder. I wonder what the next thing is going to be for the Stones. Is it? Are they going
1: to do another? They are studio a new, album. Yeah, they are. They've actually of originals. Re- yeah, they've recorded a lot of it. Um, I bet it'll have like eighteen songs on it. It's going to be one
0: of those I deals hope so. where they're like
1: we haven't done one in a long time. Yeah, so. and I just hope that like they tour behind it so I can uh, you know make up for the mistake i made of missing them for the no filter. <laughs> yeah, and i feel like i'll have to go
0: next time because
1: that's it, it. That's going to it. Yeah. That's gonna be it. It's going it's got to it's it. got to be it. <laughs> I mean, uh, we've been saying that for 30 40 know, years, but, but it's got to be. really got to be. It.
0: What is your next uh, what's your next track?
1: Uh this is not very stonesy. This is sweet thing.
0: Yeah, this is definitely more
2: Mick. Yeah. Do you think
0: if, if Mick Solo had been met with the success that the Stones have as a group that he would have just stayed solo?
1: I'm not sure if that's true for when this album came out, but certainly for She's the Boss, which came out in the 80s, yeah. he like intentionally saved his best songs for his solo album. And then what we got instead for the Stones was undercover, which has a couple of fine tracks on it. But, you know, he was looking to have a solo career, like all all the other '80s guys, like Phil right, Collins right, right. Yeah. and Madonna, and all, and he wanted that because of ego, right? Yeah, yeah. And he tried to prove that he could be something without the Stones, and he wasn't.
0: No, <laughs> I, I. But I do, and and that's the. Uh, what was I going to say? That second album. What's the second one called? This Primitive is, Cool. Yeah, that album cover is
1: horrible. It is. Yeah, it's like Mick Jagger with like Spock ears. <laughs> yeah, it's like
0: it's Yoda, but with mixed face. Yeah. Terrible. It's
1: terrible. And it's also got this track called Let's Work. And you should watch the music video oh my God, for the that. The video is riot. It's, he's just running down the street, but he's clearly in front of a blue screen. Yes. Oh and there's my people God. running with him. They're yeah, all just kids. running. Yeah, it's so dumb.
0: Uh, and how <laughs> uh, how gay, how good does he look on wandering spirit any Leibowitz takes the photo he doesn't yeah, have a shirt on
1: exactly just it's just Mick yeah just be you <laughs> all right
0: this is uh i think this is our last one from wandering spirit this is put me in the
1: trash right
2: yeah you put me in the trash
0: Not much touring when they do a solo album, though. There's not much solo touring, right? Did Mick ever he, do some solo gigs?
1: Well, he toured off of "She's the Boss" or "Primitive Cool." I can't remember which. Probably, probably "She's the She's Boss." She's the Boss, yeah. But um, uh, for that one, I know there was like some kind of satellite uh, concert event mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, not not so much uh, these days. And I, by the way, I, I'm I wish Keith Richards had toured off "Cross-eyed Heart." He yeah, toured I thought off he his was other two. to. Yeah. And uh, that was a bummer.
0: Yeah, I agree. That was a bummer. I'd have Uh,
1: lined up for that. Now moving
0: on. So we had Keith and we had we had Flashpoint in '91, then Main Offender in '92, then Mick in '93, and then here come the Stones in '94. And I have to say, this is one of my favorite Stones albums. It's great. It is great. Voodoo Lounge is a great album.
1: Yeah, I say
0: that all the people are sick of hearing it on this show because I always tout. The album Voodoo Lounge. I love it, love yeah. it, love it.
1: I mean, I think what it is, is it's a stadium tour album. Like they it made is. the album yeah. to like tour with it. And yep. it really, and it's, there's so many great rockers on it.
0: And uh, they stay a four piece, but Daryl Jones assumes the bass guitar position, which he has had since then. Yeah. And 25 he's, years he's he, been with the Stones. And he's
1: fantastic.
0: And I'm sure he's paid very well. I don't know if he is <laughs> He's gotta
1: be But I mean he, Okay well,
0: Even if he's not Yeah He makes his living Being uh, Playing with the stones
1: Oh I mean Yeah you're gonna take the gig um, But you know like Ron Wood. If he really felt that he wasn't paid adequately though he would leave wouldn't he maybe but like so ron wood became a stone in the 70s yeah right like starting around like 75 S- 75 76 yeah and he didn't become paid as a full-fledged stone until i think the steel wheels tour wow 89
0: well so so daryl was like well ronnie stuck around that long <laughs> yeah. without being a
1: full-fledged <laughs> do um
0: all right let's go what's your first song
1: uh, so I'll do the worst
0: Oh yeah, because I already played Love is Strong Yeah, exactly Okay, and this is a, this is Keith Richards' own vocal Yep Sheryl Crow just released was, a new album, Threads That's right And she does a duet of this on there That's right I bought that album, I haven't listened to it yet Me neither Here's the
3: worst Well, I said From the first On the world Much, including this old heart that is true and never ever let you down. Mm-hmm. Oh, you shouldn't stick with me. trust me to much.
1: Yeah, that's a great tune. So good. So simple, acoustic and Keith. You can't go wrong. It's
0: a really good uh, Keith Richards vocal. Yeah, If there's such a thing, that's I, it. There is. <laughs> and that's it. That's a perfect example yeah. of when he's really nailing it. Uh, my first song is You Got Me Rockin', which oh, I think they still play they sometimes.
2: They do. Yeah. I was a butcher.
0: Really pops some peas and stuff in this uh, on this album. Yeah. Right? just let it fly. At this point, they're basically they always work with Don Was now. It seems as yeah. producer. the Glimmer Twins. Yeah, I with got Don Was.
1: I got to meet him, uh, Don Was, um, at a Stones event, and I waited in line again beside my poster, and I asked him a question, and I weirdly like stumped him. I'm like, all right, I sh- I- now I feel like a dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is the uh, what's the Stones event? What do you mean at a Stones event?
1: It was when uh, it was for a re release. Um, uh, actually, I can't remember if it was for a re-release, but he was he was at the Grammy Museum downtown okay. L.A., and he was talking about the Stones, and, and it was just a fantastic interview. And afterwards, yeah, you would sign your, your poster, and I, okay. I asked him, um, hey, there's this uh, song that you didn't include on the re-release. I think it was from the... Um, uh, God, was it Beggar's Banquet or Exile, maybe? Main Street, yeah, probably Exile. Yeah, and they, there was a song they didn't include, and I'm like, I wonder if you stumbled across it, because he was the one that had to dig through all yeah. the archives, and it's a song called Blood Red Wine, which they never released. And I always thought, it's not a fully formed song, but I always thought there's something there, and I wish yeah. they had like revisited it, and he had, he had no idea what I was talking about. Watch,
0: it'll be on the new album.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I stole your song and played it early, so I'll play my my other one from Voodoo Lounge. This is, uh, this is Out of Tears.
2: I can't feel Feel a thing. I can shout. I can scream. Breathe it out. Breathe it in. All this love from within.
0: so many tunes on here that I love. Like, I love uh, Sweethearts Together. And oh, yeah. Blinded by Rainbows. Moon is Up. Yeah. New Faces. I just... Yeah, this this gets a ton of play from me. It's, Sparks will fly.
1: Yeah, great. Yeah, and some of these I know there were like um, leftovers from like Keith Solo and Mick mm-hmm. Solo that they just didn't like do anything with. I'm like, well, they well, made this is a Stone song. But ta- it Sounds
0: great. Tattoo you proved that a leftovers Stones album is a great album.
1: Well, it, it also proves that it gets you into legal trouble because Mick Taylor sued them, and you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Because uh, they were using songs from. Well, yeah, they're like like he's like listening to Tattoo You, and he's like, "That's me on guitar," and I didn't show up for these sessions. Oh, I get it.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, pay the man.
1: Yeah, pay the man. I
0: wonder if when they do whatever is their final show, if Bill and... If everyone, if the other Stones that are live, are they all coming out? Are they all gonna perform?
1: I don't think so because I don't think they'll ever decide that it's their last show. Gotcha. I think Keith Richards or one of them will just die, you know? And then that'll be the end. Do and you, I think that's kind of how it should be.
0: Who dies that... Okay, now if Mick dies, it's the end. But
1: does... If Keith dies, it's, is it it's the, end? the end. It's the end.
0: Now we're talking about Mick Jagger here.
1: I know. Well, he'll just. I well, mean, I don't
0: think. Well, actually, if Keith dies, I don't think Charlie would do it anymore. I think you're right about that. But, but I think Ronnie still would.
1: Oh, Ronnie, because <laughs> Ronnie'd be like, "Well, I know his licks. Yeah, I, I can do it. I'll do it. I, yeah, I know, I know Open G. I'm good. I'm fine." <laughs> but, um, but what if Charlie dies? Yeah, oh God. If Charlie dies, do Mick and Keith still do it? I mean, Keith's always talked about how that would be the end. But I mean. I, I don't know i'd be I'd be curious to see what would i I don't want it to happen, but no, yeah no, I, I don't wonder. want it to happen either, I wonder. but and then and if Ronnie dies they they keep doing it <laughs> yeah, I mean Ronnie's the third replacement, <laughs> right. right, yeah, so sure, I'll get a fourth, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, we've always done it with a
0: different uh second guitarist, yeah, so we're good, yeah, um all right, we're moving on to wait wait I want to make sure i want to check both lists, oh no, we're gonna jump into. You brought a song from... Because now they, they release an official live album after almost every tour. They do. I know they yeah. do. Some, some
1: people say they shouldn't. <laughs>
0: I know. Even after, the, uh, even after the 40 Licks greatest hits, yeah. they had a 40, whatever it was called, live, 40 Licks it? live or 40 yeah. live licks or yeah, something. something. Yeah, something like that. But you brought a song from Stripped, which is a pretty great album.
1: I like Stripped. I oh, that. sorry, Wild Horses. <laughs> <laughs> And this is live in the studio.
2: Graceless lady.
0: And that's how his voice sounded in 1995. Yeah, not bad. No. You know, and that's Keith
1: right there I, I, on guitar. He's so good. You know. I can't let you.
3: And that's
0: Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Slide through my head.
0: I mean, touring is keeping Keith alive.
1: Yeah, he loves it. Just why? Chuck Lavelle on piano
2: Yeah,
0: a guy like Chuck, there's so many guys that you could call them the sixth stone Oh yeah, At yeah. one point or another
1: Nicky Hopkins before him Yep is it Bobby Keys? Bobby Keys on sax. And on sax. Mick Jagger kicked him out as a sixth stone or whatever uh, because um, oh yeah, were, as an official sixth stone. Yeah, yeah, because they were well, they were on tour for Behind Exile and uh, they had to get out of out of town to go to another uh, show. They were in Paris, They had to go somewhere else, and Mick Jagger walked in on on Bobby in like the bathtub with like two girls, and he he didn't get on the plane. He's like, you're out of the band. And then Keith Richards uh, later on, years later, wanted to have Bobby Keys on the. Tattoo U tour, still live, or whatever tattoo, U. and uh, and he's he's like, you know what, for rehearsal, Bobby, why don't you just show up, see what happens? And so Bobby <laughs> showed up, and uh, and and Mick Jagger didn't say anything, and so he got to come on that tour. the for- <laughs> so way
0: you just show up and start playing, and Mick's like, all right, yeah, yeah, pretty much,
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, 1997 brings us "Bridges of Babylon." I'm going to let you start it out, but hold on one second. I want to look at want uh, to look at some stats on "Bridges of Babylon." Now I didn't warm up to Bridges of Babylon immediately.
1: There's some filler uh, tracks on that. Yeah. End.
0: It um but now I, I I don't love it, but I like it way more than I did when it came out because I loved Voodoo Lounge so much that I thought, well here we go. Yeah. There's more of that greatness. And it's the songs, I, the songs that I love, I love, and then there's, like you said, some filler tracks.
1: Yeah, and this was a bit of an experiment where Mick Jagger had several producers mm-hmm. and produced different tracks off the album, yeah. so there's not a ton of, like, cohesive, yeah. you know.
0: I don't like multiple producers. I don't um,
1: either, you know. It, it's not it, my thing. Yeah, agree Too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Right. I do like the story
0: about uh, anybody see my baby. Katie Lang? Yep. They pointed out to the guys, hey, this sounds like constant craving. And then they just gave her and Ben Mink credit. Well, just to avoid uh, legal issues. (laughs) But um, they could have, I mean, they could have gone to court and stuff. But it was cool that they're just like, all right. You think they heard someone played it and they're like,
1: yeah, it does. Yeah. We'll never win this. No, no, for (laughs) sure. I mean, it's the same song. Yeah. So what do you uh, what do you want to start us off with? Saint of Me, which I think yeah. is a completely Mick Jagger written track, despite the R- Jagger Richards credit.
0: Be uh, I can't even form words. This is a
1: great <laughs>
4: song.
2: Saint Paul the persecutor was a cruel and sinful man. Jesus hit him with a blinding light, and then his life began. I said oh, yes. I said oh, yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: the Dust Brothers produced this. That's right.
2: I got the new temptation. He loves women, wine and song, and all the special pleasures of doing something wrong. I said yeah, I said yeah, I said yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You'll never make a saint.
0: Additional musicians on this album include Waddy Wachtel, Billy Preston, Ben Montench, Biz Markie, uh, Jim Keltner, Kenny Aronoff. So yeah. a lot of people coming in the studio and messing around. Yeah,
1: and it's Keith bringing his guys and Mick bringing his guys. Yep. And, the, yeah, and then it's a Stones record. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, this song kicks off the album. And uh, I remember when I put the CD in and this started, I was, I was very hopeful because I love this uh, flip the switch.
4: Hmm.
2: A scrub of fish and a heap of bones, one deep side and a desperate moan, three black eyes and a busted nose. I said.
0: Early on, Ronnie would sometimes get a writing credit on a song or two. Do you think he ever, like, brings a song to the band? Or do you think he knows his place?
1: You know, it's funny. I think he brought a song to the band for um, uh, Undercover, which is, again, the period where Mick Jagger was, like, withholding all this material. So I think it's like, (laughs) oh, there's a space now for your song. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I got a solo record I want to put out. And also... um, Dirty Work, the album that followed that in 86, there's a lot of, I think, uh, Ronnie Wood-influenced songs, whether he gets a writing credit or not, I'm right. not sure But Dirty Works Rough. It's basic and you know what's crazy about it? It's basically just a Ronnie Wood Keith Richards album. And you would think you'd get mm-hmm. something great out of that, but it, yeah. you
0: somehow don't. <laughs> I know. There's a handful, you know, one hit to the body, I think. I love loves, that song. That's a great song. Uh and that video's great when they're just kind of shoving yeah, each other. It was and accurate. Nick's hair is really long. It is, yeah.
1: It just yeah. he looked badass. It looks
0: yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's just great. Yeah. That song's great. But that's that's the eighties people. We're still in the
1: nineties. So um your next song is that would be Thief in the Night. This is a Keith Richards track, and I think this is another great Keith Richards vocal. Let's listen. Like a thief in the night. Also Dust Brothers.
0: Yeah, they're burying his voice, though. A little too much for me. Yeah. I know where y'all
1: placed it. I love Keith Richards. <laughs>
0: yeah. Keith is great. Uh, what's my last song from Bridges of Babylon? I'm going to go with Out of Control.
1: Great song.
2: Yeah. I was by the bridges where the dark water flows. I was talking to a stranger about time. I was angry. I was funny. I was charming. I was lucky. Tell me how.
1: I think they
0: toured a lot for Bridges of Babylon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that song they bring back in other tours, too. Uh, it's a great live track.
0: Moving on. So I, the Stones, I guess, are active for about two or three years, which brings us to 2001 and Mick's next solo album, which is Goddess in the Doorway. This album did not do well
1: at all, it, if I remember. Despite having... Like, uh, lots of great guests. So you got Bono on there. And, yeah, you know.
0: and I and I like the album. I, I, I was shocked that it did not do well.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he's just, the, the Stones are just not relevant, right? Mm-hmm. They have nothing to say, I don't think, anymore. But yeah. I still show up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I still show up, too. <laughs> well, you know, some people don't even want a new Stones album.
1: I know, I know. They don't want new music from the old people. Yeah, that's right. Ever, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't get it either. But um, and I don't
0: know, I don't, I don't know how the artist live can bring the crowd a new song without them going to the bathroom or being bored. Like there has to be something they could do, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've been to ten Stone shows, and I'll say that every time it's Keith Richards' turn at the mic for the two songs he does each night, you just, you know, always see the people going to the bathroom. I just feel bad. He can clearly see that happen. Definitely
0: see it happen. <laughs> Maybe he's used to it That's his normal Yeah uh, You only brought one song From this album So I'll, I was I will start And then Great. you And then me So I brought the song uh, With Bono It's a song called Joy
2: And I drove across the desert I was in my far wheel drive I was looking for the Buddha And I saw Jesus Christ Smile and shrug your shoulders, you cigarettes. Say, uh, jump for joy, make some noise, remember.
0: Says in Wiki, Wikipedia that Keith Richards regularly referred to this album as "dog shit in the doorway." Yeah, uh, Rolling Stone gave it five stars.
1: Wow! And but you know, the Rolling Stone gives all the stunts stuff. Like
0: I know, like, and Bruce always gets <laughs> yeah. five. I mean,
1: the magazine's named after them, so yeah, well, that's true. Uh,
0: it sold. 80,000 copies in the UK and it sold 317,000 in the US. That doesn't sound bad to me.
1: No, not bad but uh, I don't think anybody's going to be talking about it 100 years from now. <laughs> no, no.
0: And it's uh, definitely not as good as Wandering Spirit. No. But, but I do like uh, I do like a lot of the tracks. No, me too. So David, what song did you bring off so, the
1: album? So I love this. It's God Gave Me Everything and it's uh, Lenny Kravitz on guitar and vocals. Cool.
0: Co-written too by Lenny. Yeah.
1: You can see Are you a Lenny Kravitz fan? Uh, I mean, what little I'm aware of. I you mean, know, I love Let Love Rule. Yeah. Um, I love uh, I Want to Get Away, whatever, the, whatever yeah, yeah. The, that song Fly is Away. Fly Away, thank yeah. you, God. Uh, so I don't know a ton of his catalog, mm-hmm. but what, I've, what I have heard, I like.
0: Yeah, he's a, I, I like him a lot. I've seen him twice in concert. He opened for the uh, for Aerosmith, and he just came out and barreled through 12 hits. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, I know all these songs. God. And then I, I just saw him, last year at the uh palladium
1: oh nice and, okay uh, he was great yeah oh, he's, he's fantastic yeah
0: the shirts open immediately of the course of the genetics that he was born <laughs> with uh okay my uh last song or my next song and the last song from goddess in the doorway is don't call me up
2: friends pick you up in conversation just to see how Check me up and I
0: I remember when this album came out, it was still at the time where there would be an advertisement on TV for an album. Yeah. And this was the song that they used in the ad.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And I was like, oh, all right, that sounds good.
1: You know what I love is he's got a song called Don't Call Me Up and he's got a song called Don't Tear Me Up. Yeah, and you're <laughs> right. I never thought of that.
0: Let's see who's on this album before we leave it. Kenny Aronoff, Jim Keltner, Kyle Cook and Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20 are on here. Uh, some jaggers are on here, Elizabeth and Georgia May doing some oh. background vocals, Wyclef John, Joe Perry, Lenny Kravitz, uh Pete Townsend. Crazy. So yeah, tons of people on this.
1: Yeah, there's actually um I think a documentary, is it Being Mick? Yeah. It's which is good. the documentary he's making when he was making this album, I think. Yeah, and I like
0: I like that documentary a yeah, lot. Yeah, and I think it shows Pete it Townsend. Actually,
1: yeah. Oh cool. Yeah, I think it shows Pete Townsend like yeah, playing guitar does. on a track. Yeah.
0: Um the, my favorite part in that documentary <laughs> is he goes into like his little workout room yeah. and does stretching every morning. And the guy says, do, do you do this every morning? He goes, I have to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah,
0: he, he does. He's Mick Jagger.
1: <laughs> My favorite moment in that is uh, he was shooting it while uh, Elton John and Keith Richards were having a feud, oh where boy. Elton John referred to Keith Richards as an arthritic arthritic monkey, and Elton John or Keith Richards said that Elton John was just a guy that sang songs about dead blondes, and uh, so that yeah, Mick Jagger shows up and he meets Kate Winslet at Elton John's party, and she's like, uh, oh no, aren't you and Elton like having things? He's like, oh no, no, that's Keith, that's Keith. No, that's no, not me. <laughs> and also too, uh, he, he's t- uh, Mick Jagger's talking to Elton down and he's like uh, um, hey, we just caught he's with his daughter he's like we just caught uh, Madonna she was fantastic and he's like Elton's like oh you thought I, I, I didn't really care for it.' It's like no it was, yeah you're right it was terrible <laughs> like, immediately like <laughs> immediately flips the switch <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> alright
0: now the next four songs are going to be from me because you don't have these songs Oh, okay. These are the four new studio tracks that were recorded for Forty Licks.
1: Oh right! I can't believe that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. And uh, I love all these songs. I remember. Well, God, you're gonna have to show me. It's been a while. We'll That's see what the, you think. Yeah, yeah. Give your honest opinion. I will. will you I be will. honest. I will be honest. Yeah. Right. And a
0: friend at the show, and my friend David Wilde, he wrote the uh, he wrote the liner notes for Forty Licks. And the first one, studio track, is called "Don't Stop." that song sound familiar to you at all
1: it does in fact my my biggest memory about that song is it makes me think of start me up just because I like, don't stop and wait start me up uh, but also the video they did which I don't think they were in and it's a really crappy video Not really yeah and I always like get a little sad and I, I've submitted some examples that that uh, that you know, do this but like when they release like a greatest hits or, or a live album yeah. and they just add a couple new tracks mm-hmm. and I was always as a stunts fan like just go back in the studio and record ten tracks come yeah. on you can do that just go do it yeah so, anyway. Yeah,
0: and this one had four on it. So. Yeah,
1: oh, that yeah, they're almost you're halfway there almost.
0: I know. Uh, this next one, is do you,
2: do you like Stop? I actually do. It's a right. good song.
0: This next one is called Keys to Your Love.
2: No matter where I go, babe, no matter what I do, I spend my whole life, honey, just thinking of you. Yeah, it don't seem to matter who's right and who's wrong. I wanna tell you how I feel now the words of this song Why not, baby I put a spell on you There ain't nothing that you gonna do I got the keys to your love I got the secret of your heart No matter where I go, babe When I'm too far I got the keys to your love I got the secret of your heart
0: All right, Honest Opinion, what do you think of that?
1: I like that, that is so clearly a Mick Jagger song You know, I don't think Keith had much to do with that one But still, it's good
0: Yeah, I I gotta be honest, I love all four of these But uh, I'm I'm waiting for your opinion So this is good (laughs) Okay, next one is Stealing My Heart
1: I like think that. of that one i like that is that keith richards in backing vocals that bernard fowler or maybe somebody else i was uh, trying to pick out that voice
0: boy the 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 uh the list of people and this is all I, i'm not even gonna be able to yeah find it. no it's all good but uh all right now you love keith richards i do this is actually my favorite keith richards stone song that he sings ever ever
1: more than happy
0: yes wow this is uh i don't know what it is about this song this really gets to me uh, this, 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 this actually closes out side two of, of a 40 track. <laughs> so they bury it deep. Yeah. Uh, also, what's weird is on this, uh, all the new songs were on disc two, but not in order. They were, uh, they were mixed in. Like sometimes they'll just boom, put them at the end, yeah. or maybe put them at the beginning of disc one, but they're all over the place. But this one, this is called Losing My Touch. Oh. And uh, I love this so much.
3: Ain't it funny? How things happen Just as we think We got it All straight Everything seems to Be moving forward But instead we just Sit around And wait Seems things In a lockdown Nervous looks All around Everyone is speaking In whispers No one Wants to make A sound I'm losing My touch Now, I,
0: I set it up by saying that's my favorite... Keith Richards. So, so now I feel like I've put you against the wall if you don't like it. But do you like it or don't you no, like I it? No, I do
1: like it. You know what? I think that's a great example of is like Keith Richards is at his best when he's like showing a real vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. which he does a lot of his solo work but that especially that one it feels like it puts you in a room like Tuesday night in a smoky bar mm-hmm. or something, you know. It's,
0: and yet his voice sounds as if they said, "Could you not smoke or drink for maybe 2 days and <laughs> yeah. then we'll record it?" Cuz the voice is very smooth on yeah, this. Yeah, it
1: is. It's great. Um, I like sometimes. That.
0: Sometimes that song makes me cry, so I'm glad I held it together. No,
1: that's a great song, actually. Yeah. Um, I remember that one. You know, I, the thing I re- I'm remembering now about that release, not that song, but that, that CD, is that they took classic songs, stone songs, and trimmed them to fit onto the two CDs. They did. CDs. There's a lot of
0: single edits. Which I hate. I, I hate, hate it too. Don't touch it. Yeah. Just don't
1: put it on there if you can't fit it.
0: <laughs> I don't like a single edit, unless it's no. de Vita. Okay. and I'll take the single edit. Yeah. I, but yeah, I don't, I, I want to hear it the way it's supposed to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, now, again, I know I just paid, played Four songs in a row, but another thing That um, that we have to touch on Is Mick Jagger in 2004
1: Can I, I think you're The Alfie soundtrack? Yes
0: yeah. The Alfie soundtrack, and he worked with uh, Dave Stewart, Yeah, and uh, so I got Two songs from that, and these are pretty good songs cool. This is uh, Old Habits Die Hard Good song I
2: thought I shook Myself free You see I bounce back quicker the most But I'm half delirious, it's too mysterious, you walk through my walls like a ghost And I take every day at a time I'm proud as a lion in his lair Now there's no denying it, no decrying it, you're all tangled up in my head. Old habits die hard. Old soul just, just fade away.
1: Hard. I like that track. Yeah, that's a great track. Yeah. I actually almost put that on the list, and I thought, "Am I just uh, overwhelming you with all my, it's
0: overwhelming. It's 29 years yeah. of overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, and the next one is Blind, Leading the
2: Blind. When the chips are down and you're blinding on your feet You're standing up and walking But you know your are did dead meat The sky is busting, And it's near the break of day When you're running low, on life shine, When you're running out of place The leaves are cracking Weather on the tree I beg you, darling. Won't you say a prayer for me. I need your benediction, because I have a soul in need. And I can't sit down much, floor because I'm on my knees. Like the blind, lead and the blind. After the wild.
0: I like that song too. Yeah, that's good.
1: I never saw that version of Alfie.
0: Me neither. Yeah, Jude Law, right? Yeah, it seems like he would have been perfect fit for that movie. Yeah,
1: I actually never saw the Michael Caine one either. <laughs> I never did either.
0: Actually, I don't even know what Alfie is. I don't know anything about it. No, I'm kidding. Oh yeah. Um, all right, we're going to a bigger bang, and uh, for some reason I only picked. Uh, oh, I think I picked that. I picked the exact two of the song. The, the exact two songs you did. So then I just scaled back to one. Oh, but, okay. Um, a Bigger Bang, uh I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's the last, I mean it literally is the last, last Stones album, no, but it's yeah. the last great one. It's if they yeah. if they did die now, it's not a bad last No, it's not know. a bad last yeah. album.
0: Even though they did there are more songs coming, but yeah. uh, this is 2005 and what a song. When I heard this on the radio the first time, like they're like, "Oh, we got new Stones in," and this is a song David picked, but I picked it too, uh Rough Justice. Yeah. I mean, Nick could pull that
2: line off yeah.
1: so good yeah and that's a, that's a I think a Keith Richards song I mean obviously Mick Jagger wrote the lyrics but yeah. it started musically as a Keith Richards track
0: other than the um, other than the album cover is not good
1: uh, yeah, it's not great. No. I mean it's trying to be a big a big bang. A big bang. But with the stones inside it. Yeah, yeah. not great.
0: I didn't like the Bridges of Babylon. We haven't talked no, that's, about albums. That's album covers. a really bad album cover. But Voodoo Lounge, I think that's a cool cover.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I think that's a, a, a at the time was a fairly uh, famous artist. I, I can't remember probably, who designed I'm sure.
0: it. You're probably right. I bet you're right. Uh, my song is
1: Streets of Love. Great song.
2: Yeah, yeah awful bright. You're awful smart I must admit You broke my heart The awful truth It's really sad I must admit I was awful bad While lovers laugh And music plays I stumble by and I hide my pain. Mm, the lamps are lit. The moon is gone. I think I cross the.
0: This, this is a type of Mick uh, vocal performance that really gets me, where it starts off soft, yeah. and it's, it's singing about you know some heartbreak stuff, and then it just builds to I a mean, full band.
1: The Stones are great at writing songs about loneliness, I think. Yeah. Um, and there's something about, that is so vintage Stones about that, hey, yeah, hey. Yeah. I agree. love that. that. That's what yeah. grabs me in that song. And uh, you got one more off Bigger Bang? Uh, Yeah, we're gonna do Oh No, Not You again.
0: Now, this has a swear word in it. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Not that word again. Here we go. to say, Mick Jagger 76. Amazing. 76 Amazing. years old? Yeah. Had that heart procedure, and then, like, what, two months later, back on the road?
1: Oh, crazy. Yeah, which is why you didn't get to go, though. So right, right. <laughs> but, right. you know, I don't even remember, but uh, when they were announcing the Bigger the bigger Bang tour, they always like like to do fancy, like, announcements. Mm-hmm. And for that one, they performed at the School of uh, Juilliard, or Juilliard oh, School nice. of Music. And, uh, and, yeah, I remember they did that track, plus Start Me Up, plus I forget what else. But, anyway.
0: They played at the Wiltern... During the Bigger Bang tour, yeah, they did like they they would come and play like Dodger Stadium and then the Forum and then a small place, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. They did they did Arena Stadium and then yeah. small club. How or great
0: would that have been to be at the?
1: I tried to get tickets; it was uh, just too expensive. Yeah, I
0: couldn't even get Forum tickets. Yeah, I was like really wanted to go to that one. But, yeah,
1: yeah, now I know. <laughs> do
0: it. Um, okay, what's next? That was two thousand five. What else? What's the next thing? Okay, moving on to David's list because you dipped into when they re-released Exile on Main Street and they had uh, they had a whole disc yeah. of stuff that not necessarily was left off the album but they like added parts to it and, yeah. and re-recorded some vocals they and some did, stuff they
1: did which so that, that's the only reason why I felt like I was okay to submit those no no it was it, good it, yeah. I, I kind of
0: <laughs> I own them but I forgot about them yeah and you know even when they came out because they did one for that album and for Some Girls I never and I love Some Girls like my, my one of my favorites yeah maybe my top I um I never really delved into that bonus disc enough. Like I didn't give it enough
1: time. Yeah, and frankly, there's a lot of stuff not on that bonus disc, which I, I think should be. Um, and, and again, this, the, the, when I had that conversation with Don Woz, I remember it was off this Exile uh, re-release. But, but on the some girls as well in Paris, they recorded so many, so much material. that yeah, just yeah. never saw the light of day.
0: See, you are really, you are really a nerd. I, I, I just stuff. love the stones. That's good. That's <laughs> good. But you know you know a lot more about the stones than I know, and I like that.
1: Oh yeah, well I mean I, don't know. Here. Yeah, I, I, I mean,
0: nerd you know nerd's not a bad thing anymore.
1: Oh no, exactly. Nerd's a I good just, thing. Exactly. We can wear it on our sleeves, That's proudly, right. yeah. Thank God.
0: <laughs> so uh, the first song you took from the XRO Main Street Rarities edition is Plunder, Plundered My Soul. Plundered my soul. Here we go. That's definitely a because uh, uh, that's not how he sang on the Exiles album. That's definitely a that's a new vocal oh that's a new vocal take. for sure. And for I sure.
1: I don't know who is on the background vocal, but there's somebody aping a 1972 Keith Richards. Ah, uh, okay. uh, I don't know who it is, but I can hear that's what I, yeah. I love about that. It reminds me of it. It sounds like it should kind of be on Exile, but yeah, there's there's some 2010 editions.
0: Uh, <laughs> and the next one you got is. Following
1: the river, which before you play it, sure. uh, I know Don was when he was recording this song with them, thought for sure this was Mick Jagger uh, writing about because the lyrics I think he wrote in 2010 mm-hmm. with music from from six or sorry 71 when they recorded it, and uh, he thought that this was Mick Jagger writing a song about how the Stones were. This is it. They're breaking up. Yeah. They're, they're done.
0: I think some of these songs would have would have had more life if they were on a brand new Stones album instead of tacked onto yeah. a special edition of Exile on Main Street. I,
1: I agree there. And by the way, this is also a really great Nicky Hopkins uh, piano track, which is awesome. All right, following the river.
2: It's hard to break it gently.
1: I love that piano. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Do you have
0: uh, Do you have any of these? Like, do you still buy like physical stuff, or do you download everything? How's it How's it work with you?
1: Uh, I mean, the last thing I bought was Blue and Lonesome, one CD. Okay. Um, do you so. have any
0: of these from the Vault series that they've been releasing? Like, there's tons of them. No.
1: Oh, oh no, no. Sorry. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those shows, uh, you know, some of those feel like a bit of a cash grab, mm-hmm. and I'm not like. Yeah. And they're releasing a bunch of, like, concert films from, like, shows yeah. I don't care about, you know. But uh, some of that stuff I own, yeah.
0: Because, uh, yeah, uh, Bridges of Bremen just came out. Yeah. And there's a new one coming. And Voodoo Lounge Uncut. And yeah. San Jose 99. And the best thing about this is there's a, the company that releases these. It's called Eagle Vision. Uh-huh. And the woman who does um, uh, press for them... I have a really good relationship with, so I get every one of these for free. Oh wow! And That's I write a awesome. review. I write a review for it. Oh wow! Okay. I, but it saved me so much money because I would be buying these.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there is some good stuff in there. Some of it, I'm like, oh, I don't know. But like the best of the one of the best of the lots for
0: uh, for me is which one is it that I really like? Is it this one? Yes. Some girls live in Texas. Seventy-eight. Oh, th-
1: before you play this, let me just say. Well, that I don't. Have, I'm
0: not playing anything oh, from okay, okay. it's 78. I'm just. Yeah. I'm I just. I'm taking a. A you turn, a turn here? A yeah, left turn.
1: I I have that concert on on Blu-ray, and that is just I cannot believe how great that show. That's is That's really great. They, I I think that might be them at their concert mm-hmm. peak. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, like uh, when the whip comes down off mm-hmm. that uh, that that concert is incredible. Like like the, the interplay between Keith and Ronnie Wood is just great.
0: And then another one that was uh, it was digital download only, exclusive to Google Music. So. Uh, I don't have a physical copy of it. I'll have to maybe I'll send you the files for this one. Uh, Maybe you have it. Brussels Affair Live, nineteen seventy three.
1: That's great. Yeah, it's really fast. That one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah,
0: some of those. Some of those are yeah. Some Ah, of those releases are great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Where are we? Where are we? We just did. uh, Okay, so now we move. Okay, let's. uh, Okay, now we're gonna do the Some Girls with the bonus tracks. Yeah, you have one from that.
1: Yeah, uh, no spare parts. Which. um, so if you you can like find on YouTube or whatever the original bootleg version of this song. So lyrically, I think it's pretty much the same, but these vocals clearly were also recorded uh, in 2010 or so, 11, I think. Um, but it's great. Yeah, no, no spare parts.
2: His daddy drank himself after death when he was 39 years old. But I hope he don't think I feel like a father to you. I miss you so much, you're a thousand miles away I'm at the wheel of my car and I'm coming on home to you yeah. Lonely hearts, they're not made to break I've got no spare parts, got no oil to try I,
0: find a way to get I gotta listen to that Some Girls bonus disc tomorrow
1: Yeah, I mean there's some stuff not good on it but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out though But I love that song and it wasn't included Clearly because um, there's another country track uh, Far Away Eyes on that album So they weren't gonna have two country no, tracks on it "Faraway Far Away Eyes is oh, so good Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Alright, let's move uh, Why am I saying um so much? I hate that I hate that <laughs>
1: That's so funny. That Pilar was complaining about that in her podcast where when, initially when she got into this, she started saying, um, a lot. When
0: I'm taking a pause, yeah. I'll be like, um, so where are we going? So yeah. that's why I never really listen to the the episodes back uh-huh. unless I know there's a specific thing I have to edit out because yeah. if I start hearing those, you'll just take out all the ums. I'll, I'll take them out. I'll take out if I come to one because uh, in the, like, in the uh, the sound wave bar, you'll see yeah. like it'll be like, um, it'll be like a block and I, it's easy to just clip it out, yeah. but I can't do that with every episode, that would be insane
1: <laughs> It's but, a hard thing to train yourself yeah. not to say You know,
0: I know, and I'm wondering if listeners are like, oh god, Pat, shut the fuck
1: up Well, I mean, like politicians, they can't say um, you know, they it's have to like, really difficult. train themselves Yeah, yeah it's hard Alright, we're moving to
0: 2011 now uh, with some songs you don't have, this is from Mick's project called Super Heavy
1: Great, it's sort of a, a super group right? Yep, yeah. it's Mick Jagger
0: Damien Marley, Joss Stone Dave Stewart, and A.R. Raman, who I'm not familiar with as a, as an artist, but um, they experimented in a studio in Los Angeles. They come up, came up with like uh, 29 songs in 10 days, like 35 hours of material. Crazy. And then they released a 12-song album. And then they there was a uh, bonus to deluxe edition that had uh, like five more tracks on it or four yeah. more tracks. So I have a couple songs off this, uh, mostly featuring Mick. The first one here is never going to change
2: oh,
1: great
2: song and your
1: Don't know when to fade it. I love that right song. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, you know, I thought about uh, submitting some tracks from Super Heavy. Um, that song is fantastic. I almost wish he had saved that for Stones album because it's just so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Uh, this and this, he wrote that with um, Dave Stewart. This next song is "I Can't Take It No More," and it's a written solely by Jagger. When this album first came out, I bought it on day release. And then Me I too. Didn't, didn't really get into it. I wasn't into it that much. And then I think over the years, I, I s- traded it in or sold it back. Uh-huh. But then when I was just in San Francisco, I was at Amoeba Records. And I was just looking through Jagger, looking everywhere. And then they had the deluxe edition for 3.99. How can you so, say no? So I bought it again. <laughs> and then I listened to it. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it much better. I don't know if it's an age thing like... Nine years after it was released, yeah, uh, I'm more mature. I'm listening to it with a, a more mature ear. I don't know what it is, but I enjoyed it a lot more.
1: Yeah, and uh, there was a promotional video for I forget which song now. I think I'll for think. Super Heavy. The, yeah, must must yeah. be. Yeah, that, which is really cool. Shot on the Paramount lot, and Mick Jagger thing is wearing like a pink suit or something. Yeah, they all look cool. Yeah, uh, but it just didn't didn't take
0: off at all. Yeah, no, it didn't. But uh, this song is called "I Can't Take It No More."
2: I can't take it, take it I can't fake it no more I can't take it, shake it I can't fake it no more
0: Joss Stone probably was like so excited to be working with Mick Jagger. Yeah, he was probably excited to be working with her too for other reasons probably. <laughs> but um, how dare
1: you, Pat? <laughs> uh, well, you know that was nine years ago. It was different back then. He does have like what thirteen grandchildren or something. It's insane. crazy. Yeah,
0: I'll tell you the one about Mick Jagger. You know, he's he's like I said before, he's rock star thin. He's kept all his hair, um, obviously dyeing it. Although I think a gray-haired Mick Jagger would be fine. Yeah. He's got a full head of hair. And he he
1: still brings the energy on stage and in his vocals. So I want to. I'm a, but I know that
0: he's definitely a vain dude, but I'm a, so I'm actually surprised, but pleased
1: that he hasn't done anything to his face because he's very craggy. You know that's really I, I never really thought about that. It's strange that he hasn't. Yeah, why wouldn't he? Because <laughs> he's uh,
0: I, yeah, because he does look. Uh, he's he's got a lot of wrinkles and yeah. and, and grooves in his face. Same but, with
1: Keith Richards. He hasn't. He dyes his hair sometimes, obviously, but he hasn't. Yeah, yeah. And actually, he had his teeth done, but that's yeah, he, he let it, them he, go yeah. so bad when he was a heroin addict. Yes,
0: I know. On the on the cover of the uh, Cross-eyed Heart, he's got a big toothy grin. Yeah, yeah. But, know. yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah, well, whatever. All right. So, 2012, they release yet another. Ten years after uh, f- uh, the forty licks, they release a fifty year yep. uh, greatest hits, and it came out. It was like a two CD and a three CD, and, yeah. and they recorded two new tracks. That's right, and uh, I like them both. The, and it, what a weird name for an album, though. Gur. Yeah, it's grr. got a gorilla on the it front. It does. Yeah, it's exactly. not.
1: It's not a great it's title or It's not. I know they, they they whiff a lot when it comes yeah. to those things. Like it made me feel like Grr, another greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: but. Uh, there's no denying this song, Doom and Gloom. I think this was used in that Tom Cruise movie where he plays the pilot. What was it? American. Oh. What was that movie called? It's a good movie. Oh, crap. It's one of his non action where he's right. a more dramatic yeah. and, and funny in it. But uh, uh, I'll look it up. Here's Doom and Gloom. I'm almost 100% positive this song was used in the Tom Cruise movie called American Made. Okay. Which is a really good movie directed by Doug Liman. It got lost between the bad second Jack Reacher film, the horrible Mummy film, oh, God. and then Mission Impossible Fallout. It comes between those, yeah. and so it just got lost. It's a good movie, though.
1: Yeah, that song uh, created some mild Stones controversy because it's Mick Jagger on guitar playing an Open G, which is what Keith Richards does. How dare he? Yeah, and so it's you think, oh, the Stones are back. It's Actually, that's mostly just Mick Jagger done on guitar and vocals. Well, you it's know, still great it, works. it Yeah, works. it works.
0: Uh, and the other uh, new track on that album was One More Shot. It's also a good song, but compared to "Doom and Gloom," it's it's a
1: dip. And that's a little bit of the sad thing, because yeah, Mick Jagger wrote single handedly and recorded "Doom and Gloom," but that song was a Keith Richards submission for that that record, and uh, it's not as good. And it's a it's little good. it's a little too close to uh, like "Street Fighting Man" and just the you know the one nah, four true. one I four. I can hear that. Um, and when I saw them at live front row. Uh, Keith Richards messed up this song, and that's what prompted uh, Mick Jagger to turn to Chuck Lavelle and just roll his eyes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Keith,
0: it's a new song though. Come on, Keith yeah. doesn't learn the new
1: yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's hard, and it's it's a it's kind of a tricky song to memorize. But anyway.
0: I gotta be honest, I can't believe how quickly we're burning through this. This is one hour and twenty seven minutes right now, and we're almost done. Wow! I literally thought this was gonna be like. A two and a half hour extravaganza, <laughs> but we're doing good. We're burning through it. Well, I hope we're I'm not. I hope fun. I'm
1: contributing enough. I, I hope you're I'm contributing not, okay, a ton.
0: Okay, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on to an album that I think we both love. It's
1: the Cross-eyed Heart. Yes, 2015. Fantastic.
0: Long-awaited Keith Richards' third solo album. And what do you got for us?
1: Well, you know, it was there's so many great songs on this album. So it was very hard for me. I was trying to like just pick two, and it was hard to narrow it down to two. But let's start with. The, uh, the single Trouble
4: Alright
3: Just because you find yourself Off the streets again That don't mean that I
1: That's such a great tune. So good. In the, uh, I think it's a Netflix documentary, uh, Keith Richards' documentary, Under the Influence. He talks about coming out with that song, and he was trying to ape, I think, Hank Williams on acoustic. And his wife was like, uh, "That's a, that's a good one." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And then he, I think Steve Jordan actually had him kind of transpose it to electric guitar, and then we got the result we got. But it's a great song. The, uh,
0: I have not watched that documentary yet. Oh, it's I, great. I remember when this album came out and the documentary came yeah. out at the same time. And yeah. I'm like, now this, now it's four years ago. Yeah. How have I not watched it in four
1: years? It's, honestly, it's it's worth a watch. I mean, you're probably not going to learn anything, but it's just fun to see Keith Richards sort of in his elements. I
0: remember seeing, I did watch like a little, I think Pilar and I started it and then, I don't think she was that interested in it. And I was like, well, I'll watch this later by myself. And she, she's like, oh, no, I'll watch it. And I'm like, no. Because I think I remember him in his like library at home with all
1: his books. Yeah, yeah. It's worth watching. I, I promise you'll you'd like it. I'm going to check it out. You can skip the quiet one, but you, you should definitely watch Under right. the
0: Influence. I had also picked Trouble, so uh, I'm going to move to the song called Heart Stopper.
3: I just can't help it It goes against the grain But when she holds me Something starts anew She forgives me And I forgive her too (laughs)
4: <laughs>
0: so it's <laughs> hysterical. Um, yeah, I was bummed that they didn't do a, a little mini tour for this too. Because yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we live in Los Angeles, so well,
1: and Wadi Wachtel plays once a month at least out here in LA. And, yeah, you know, he do, where does he play? Well, he uh, used to play at um, God, I'm blanking on the name because I went there once and caught a show because there was a rumor that Keith Richards was going to show up. Big Potato, he's done that before. No, no. it's like on Pico. Um, is it the Mint? Anyway. It might be the Mint. But he's, he's played a bunch of places around there. I want to get him
0: on the show. Oh, you I would love definitely to get him on the should. show. He have you reached out because he would be fascinating. I reached out through his website, but never heard anything. But I but I only tried once.
1: Yeah, uh, you know what? Um, if you he's follow played. his, uh, he, there's, I'm on the, like, the email newsletter or whatever, and mm-hmm. there's a I can I mean, you could find it easily. But the contact sends out emails. I'm sure she could hook oh, you up or whatever. Well, send that to me. Yeah, if I will you, if you yeah, have time. Definitely.
0: And we're. David's List, Cross-Eyed Heart. You got one more.
1: Yeah, Robbed Blind. All right. Someone stole some money
3: Who it is It ain't quite clear Stolen from my honey She holds mustache right here you know, I can't involve them, they don't interfere So I hit the usual suspects But I drew a blank round there yeah, I'm robbed and blind
0: A great tune, also.
1: Yeah, I gotta believe that's Wadi. I'm guessing on pedal steel, but I'm not positive. Found
3: the letter to
0: the um, it's, it's so funny. We're playing all these songs from 90 to 2015 so far, and you would when you just think about it, you would think, Oh, yeah, they haven't done a lot of you know recorded work in the last 30 years, but they. They have. Yeah. They've done a
1: ton of stuff. And I'm sure from their perspective, it's like, what do you mean? We've been working this whole time. We've been working. <laughs> we, we've never stopped working. But they doesn't all have the Stones brand, and so it feels... right. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Let me see who is playing, if, it, if I can find out some credits on this. Uh, it says Waddy Wachtel plays slide guitar. Okay. Uh, does it say Mick plays electric sitar, acoustic guitars, electric guitars... Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe maybe that's a slide and not a. What did, oh, it sounded oh, like a pedal steel. Oh,
1: hold on, hold on. Here we go. Larry Campbell plays pedal steel. There you go. That's that's okay. Sorry, that was not Waddy. But
0: <laughs> uh, this this album uh, has a lot of guests on it too. It's got uh, Pino Palladino, Blondie Chaplin. Oh yeah, Nora who was Jones. kicked out
1: of the Stones? By the way, as a backup vocalist. <laughs>
0: Well, he's uh, making a living with the, uh, he's touring with the Beach Boys. Or with is that
1: Brian, right? Or with Brian Wilson. Okay, or, yeah. He was
0: also in the band Chicago for a couple <sighs> albums. You Crazy. Uh, and Neville does background vocals on this. So, all right, we're moving on. See, this is, I'm just not, this is not my thing at all. I feel I'm, bad. The blues is not my thing. Oh man, that's where the Stones have their roots in. I know it is, but you know what? Those first early Stones albums, when uh-huh. before they started to write their own tunes, I just don't dig those albums.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I. I don't love every track from yeah. those albums, but like you know, around and around the Chuck Berry cover and uh, Come On and.
0: But those those Little are more. But those are more rock and roll than like this is blues. This, this is, is yeah. like this is like yeah in chicago blues type stuff it's just not my thing
1: yeah what i love about it though is they were supposed to like go into the studio record some new tracks and they just they bang this album out in like a week or something like crazy know. you know but, but I,
0: would, I would have so when i heard they're going to the studio i was like yes and then it was a blues and i'm like does it I, I didn't buy this album uh, uh one yeah of the, one of the one of it, our listeners scott adams uh sent it to me He it, lo- he loves it it won a goes, grammy yeah, and he's like you got to listen to it. And I did, but it's, you know, just not my thing. Yeah. Some people love the blues.
1: But what I appreciate about it is um Mick Jagger tried to do some yeah, they're not super obscure songs, but like songs you don't hear as much blues-wise.
0: And so this is one uh, one of them, right? Yeah, this is a Little Rain. And this is your last song, but I have it a couple is. more. You okay. you might be surprised. Let's do it. Yeah, they did uh, Howlin' Wolf songs yeah. and Magic Sam, Memphis Slim, all their heroes.
1: You know, what I love about that track is um, much like Tumbling Dice. The the uh, the tempo you, you, is just like this tension. Like you almost want it to go a little faster, but it doesn't. So it creates this tension, which I think is, is yeah. really great. But.
0: Well, I did pick one. I picked just your fool. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more rocking. Yeah. It. It's still blues. Nick loves his harmonica. It's great on harmonica. I don't even know how you play it. I've tried. I don't I, I'm know not that, any good at it. No, I, I didn't mean no. You're not. I'm not. The cool thing about this album is it's just it's just Mick Keith, Charlie Ronnie, Daryl Jones, Chuck Lavelle. That's what I love. With uh, Eric Clapton sits yeah. in on a couple songs. Yeah, it's pretty stripped down. Another guy, Matt Clifford, yep. and Jim Keltner does some percussion, and that's that's it. That's yeah. like. That's pretty much a bare bones and that's, Stones album. I
1: mean, honestly, that's when they're at their best. When they add too much production and layers and mm-hmm. session, got, you know.
0: Which is a lot of what we played yeah, it is the 90s to today. True, true. It'll be interesting when a next, the next proper Stones album comes out, if it'll be stripped down, if it'll be over, not overproduced. Well, maybe yeah. overproduced. Yeah. Who knows? But um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. So I told you that I found this uh, super heavy deluxe edition. When I was in, in San Francisco at yeah. Amoeba Records, I also found from 2017. I forgot Mick released a double A-side yes, single. Yes,
1: that's right. So I
0: have those two songs. Uh, first one is called
1: "Go Ahead." Sorry, because he released a collection of all his solo work, right? And then he added on these things.
0: No, or? no, no. These are these okay. are. There was that. Yeah, but that was that was a Nothing while new, ahead. Gotcha. No. But this is a, no these are brand new, newly recorded songs in mm. 2017.
1: Oh, I do remember this now. Yes. You're right. I can't believe I forgot.
0: And this is called first one is called Got to Get a Grip.
1: Yep. Got to get a grip. Mm-hmm.
2: Beat it with a stick.
1: Yeah, it's great. I remember yeah. that now. I think they he released a lyric video for that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And then the, the flip side is called England Lost, featuring Skepta. I don't know who Skepta is. I probably I don't either. Probably some rapper, <laughs> some some hip guy that I don't know about. <laughs> this is England
2: Lost. I want to see England, but England lost. didn't want to come anyway I to see but England
1: What is that about? Is it about Brexit or something? Not I don't, Brexit? I don't know. It probably is political.
0: <laughs> it's not about a soccer game. I wouldn't think. No. No, with Mick it's, it's definitely it's definitely Brexit, right? Yeah, I would think, yeah. He likes to be political.
1: He's gotten more political, actually, starting yeah. with like a bigger bang, really.
0: Yeah. What's the song? Sweet Neocon. Yep. There's and also,
1: that. there's another track off that uh, about um, uh, God Abu Ghraib. Who was that? Um, that soldier who uh, you know made them strip down and and it, anyway, it's horrible. But uh, but there's a song about her, uh, uh, Lady of the Leash or something. Mm-hmm. Or uh, anyway, I can't remember that. That's okay. Yeah, I'm blanking. Is off. it on Bigger Bang? It is. Yeah. Well, Here, yeah, I can. Tell if you tell me the, I'll find it. It's not called Lady of the Leash, but it's... I it, If you say the name, I'll know it.
0: Let me see. Biggest
1: Mistake. No. Dangerous Beauty. That's it. Dangerous Beauty. Dangerous Beauty. Okay. All right.
0: All right. Look, it's the last song that I'm going to play. It'll be our playout song. It's a Keith song and it's from uh, Bigger Bang. But before we play that for the playout song, thank you so much for doing this. I can't believe that we flew through this in an hour and 42 minutes. Hey, we know our stuff. That's crazy. Because <laughs> it, uh this was a blast. I had yeah, so I, much fun. I had so fun. much
1: fun, yeah. You know, I mean, listening to the Stones, I mean, what could be, you know hanging out with you, what could be better? And, uh,
0: well, listening to the Stones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but again,
0: uh, when you listen with the headphones on, it's like a different thing. It is, yeah. For some reason. You yeah. can hear... Things that you don't hear normally hear for sure. You. But um, where can we find you on on uh, Instagram or Twitter? What do you want to tell us?
1: I'm on both. Uh, my handle's at uh, Real Dave Wright, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you can you can see my photos. We can see my dog.
0: <laughs> whatever. You, whatever How, you want. What's your dog's name? Lady. How old your dog?
1: She's going to be three in November. Just a baby. Oh, she's Just a puppy. What I kind of dog? Her. She's a, a, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. I don't even know what that looks like, but you, I'm sure you can show me a picture. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, she's she's so cute, and uh, we're actually having some uh, work done on, on the house, and I think it's kind of freaking her out. So I feel bad, but
0: yeah, they don't like the loud noises.
1: Well, they don't like change either, and she's like, oh. and she doesn't know what the hell's going on, and we kind of have to confine her to certain areas until it's all done and safe. But
0: yeah, our cat likes is is a it's a big time people cat, but when there's a ton of people in the house, she's like. Who the fuck are these people? It's
1: under the bedtime. Just like, um, I'll
0: be over here. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't yeah. want
0: to be bothered. But uh, okay, so we are at Rock Solid Show on Twitter. I am at pat underscore Francis. Go to rock for all things about the show, t-shirts, Patreon page, episodes, all that good stuff. Kyle will be back eventually. He's at Kyle Dotson Funny on Twitter. So uh, that's it That's the show 30 uh, Well 29 years of stones Awesome In one hour and 43 minutes (laughs) The song I'm going to take us out with Is from A Bigger Bang Keith Richards on vocal And the song is called This Place is Empty Oh great So great Here we go Thank you David
1: Thank you
3: Walk right in Sit on down and make yourself at home Come on baby, you're just like me And you hate to be alone It's funny how things go around It's crazy, but it's true this place is empty, oh so empty It's empty, empty. without you Come on, bit your breasts and make me feel at home You and me, we're just like all the rest And we don't wanna be alone Things go around, but go around, they do. Mm. This place is. An